2: Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.
0: Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
1: And I'm Scott Galloway.
0: Scott, we have a lot to talk about, but I was up all night because my son drove back from college, which makes him like typhoid Mary of our house for Thanksgiving. So I sent him right to testing, right to testing. But he drove with a bunch of other kids. It feels very COVIDy to me.
1: So he drove with a bunch of kids in an enclosed car with the windows yes. up, mm-hmm. singing rock, singing to their favorite Cheap Trick album.
0: One never knows what happened along that road trip. Let me just tell you that I immediately sent him and he's down in the basement. I throw food down there. He's staying down there until we get the results. And then I may keep him there for a few more days.
1: Um, That's what we're doing. And what kind of do you, what what infrastructure, I mean, by the way, testing, I mean, there's so many, so many second order effects here, but I'm curious how you got him tested because supposedly testing has uh, advanced or escalated the adoption. And I've always been a big fan of this channel of urgent care.
0: Well, yeah, I didn't do the fast one. I didn't do the immediate one. I did one that takes 24 hours. You have to pay for it. It's this place. Mm -hmm. It's a really interesting little company called, uh, same day testing. Um, it's Mm -hmm. not really the same day and your insurance will pay for it if it takes 72 hours and then 24 hours if you pay $195. See, that that
1: fucking makes no sense. Okay. So insurance again, trading off short term costs for long term costs.
0: Right, because the only
1: way you prevent the spread of this thing and massive uh, healthcare yeah. costs. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. But go anyway, how is the young man?
0: He's fine. He's down in the basement. I saw him from a distance. I'm making him where he's not allowed upstairs. <laughs> he's like, I have this basement that has a door and it has a back door, and so he can go in and out. And I may I've I literally stayed up all last night. I didn't know he was coming so quickly because he decided to do a night drive kind of thing. And so I um I put new rugs down. I left him all the towels. I stocked his refrigerator. So I was up until like three in the morning fixing for my COVID caring son. He's not, he doesn't have COVID, but still it's like, we have to figure everything out. My mom's coming. It's, it's really quite, I was just thinking the amount of time I'm spending, making sure people are tested and then into cars. And then it's just crazy. It really is. Figuring out a
1: bubble, figuring out when people get tested, if they should get tested again.
0: Yeah. And then Amanda yeah, went away to see her family. She did all the testing and everything else. Um, and then she's when she's coming back, she's gonna have to quarantine for like she's gonna have to stay one place and I'm gonna stay another. But it's really quite it's just a lot of time. Let me yeah. just tell it's a lot of time.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's, it's, a lot it's almost as if we're in a pandemic.
0: I know. It's it's really amazing and how hard it is to navigate. I finally found this place that you can pay for. And then it's, you know, just the the lines around the block here in DC. Um, it's just, and I'm smart and it's like, Oh my God, for people who are, this could be a disaster. This Thanksgiving for a lot of people. Anyway, in any case. Yeah. Covid son is staying in the basement until further notice.
1: Well, the good news is is that one of the one of the things that COVID has done in terms of it being an accelerant is there yeah. was a trend, and it's an unfortunate trend, largely driven by the fact that for the first time in our nation's history, kids at the age of thirty are not doing as well as their parents were at the age of thirty. Yeah. Think about that. That is really kind of ground zero of this dissatisfaction. I think with our society, when you yeah. look up, when you look up and you think I'm not doing as well as my mom or dad, it's 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 incredibly. Upsetting, and then it's equally upsetting for the parents to look down because they feel as if they have not checked that box. True,
0: though his his parents were very. He was my one son, my younger son was like, my parents are too productive. Like we're too like right. he doesn't want to keep up. We're, we're I a little wasn't, bit. I
1: wasn't talking in this instance. I wasn't yeah. talking specifically about uh, yes, the Swisher true, family of overachievers. Saying, I, I
0: feel my kids are. Too what great. I was talking
1: about, one of the trends. Yeah. Back to me. Yes, thank yeah. you. And the okay. insight that everyone comes here for. <laughs> <laughs> <is. Go> ahead. <laughs> okay. So a big trend in our society was that more and more kids, especially young men, were moving back home after college or before college. Do you realize now, now there are more people between the age of 18 and 30 living with their parents and living on their own? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, uh-huh. that's really, I think that's really upsetting.
0: Yeah. Well, back to me, he's going to stay here till the January 21st. He's not coming, he's not going back for the two weeks between Thanksgiving and christmas oh yeah that makes
1: no sense yeah and by the way the schools right. are expecting that we know that's yeah. happening
0: yeah so anyway so he's going to be with me for a while that's why we're doing all this basement testing thing anyway uh speaking of which you have a book coming out we're going to s- devote the entire thanksgiving show oh, to that well thank you. That. you
1: no let's talk to more about turkey about one of your Post kids maybe Corona. having covid listen, you know what? by the listen, way everyone's you kid literally maybe has COVID started right last now.
0: week's show talking about your penis excessively so You're, i'm going to talk about twins. my children's first two listen, purchasers of the book signed copy for big ed and the twins okay listen post-corona crisis to opportunity so that's yes. kind of positivity we're going right. to talk we're going to it's coming out this week everybody buy it we're going to talk about it full show on thursday you're going to go through Just it by
1: the way by the way it's dropping tomorrow and this is very exciting i'm number two in hot new releases in economics but you know who's number one who well who would be the worst person Mayor to go Pete? up against I don't know. on amazon in a book release
0: uh I don't know. Jeff remember fucking that,
1: Bezos is number oh. one. He has a book coming out the same day as me. Thanks, Jeff. But it's totally unfair. It's coming out in economics where my book is coming out. Shouldn't it come out in amateur photography, Kara? Uh. Shouldn't it come out in amateur photography?
0: <laughs> Do you know? Seriously, so that's what I have to do. The day my book comes me. out, Bezos—he's going to keep topping you, and it's he's It's called laundering and, he's and investing, top. or whatever. It
1: should so be called. Feel my midlife crisis. That's you what know, that book should be called. Last time I
0: wrote a book, I was on Amazon. I was number two on the whole thing because it was so small. The thing was so small, but you know, it was ahead of me. What's that? Sugar busters.
1: What's that?
0: I don't know. It was a book called Sugar Busters, and I could never top Sugar Busters. It's going to, you're going to have to live with this. Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos will top you. It's a better person to be topped than by Sugar Busters. <sighs>
1: God, it's fucking Bezos. Seriously. That's All what right, I Speaking get.
0: of topping people, the new Wonder Woman movie will release both no. in theaters on Christmas Day and available on stream on HBO Max. I'm very excited. I have HBO Max. What does it say about Hollywood releases? They that's had just, this to. It was this just is sitting a big there. deal. Yeah. This
1: is a big deal. Explain the big
0: deal of it.
1: Well, if if you think about it, theaters had uh, an incredibly important role. They were the sugar high right out of the gates. You could get, yeah. it, and and it's kind of ruined everything because everything's about guys in tights running around. But uh, and I think that's created a huge opening for streaming video. But effectively, they had a stranglehold. Well, for the first eight weeks, they had a mandatory window where you couldn't be in home. Yeah. And the pandemic is not only not only are they closed, but there's some question about er, people are ever returning. Yeah. And AT&T Warner has decided they're taking a film that uh, the sequel it was a big
0: movie theater movie,
1: 700 million. This one could do a billion and they've yeah. said it. All right. And, and there's a lot of lessons in here. Not only the transformation, the first order effect is obviously movie theaters. Are, I don't know. What's the term? Fucked. We know that. Yeah, right. Fuck. We know that. some of the second order effects that we're not focusing on are society from a societal standpoint. All the places where we used to run into people who maybe didn't look, smell, or feel like us, different economic class, which is really important for America, Mm -hmm. malls, theaters, are going away. We're becoming more and more segregated, and that's a really terrible thing.
0: That's that's a trend. I haven't been in a mall in forever. But in
1: addition, addition, uh, I think CEOs are getting the memo, and that is... Revenues are not created equally. If you think about all the money and all the shareholder value that's being driven by streaming video platforms, whether it's Amazon Prime, Apple, Prime Video, Apple TV+, Netflix, the revenues they're fighting over is actually mm-hmm. about a third of the revenues of the EBITDA anyways that the cable bundle produces. Mm-hmm. But the marketplace says not all revenues are created equally. And one of the one of the things I do when I'm talking to as I say, okay, keep in mind, you have so much pressure on you to deliver certain expectation around EBITDA, and that's what they're totally focused on, but are you yeah. studying to the wrong test? Because what AT&T and Warner have deftly decided is that if they can drive another one or two million signups for HBO Max yeah. at 15 bucks a month, 180 bucks, $180 million in recurring revenue, yeah. that's where the billion to $2 billion in shareholder value, yeah. even if they lose Five hundred million of that billion, they would get by keeping it exclusive in theaters. Yeah,
0: and they couldn't wait, right? Like they couldn't wait this thing until next summer. Everything's going to be delayed. I know. I would like to see this one. I was really excited to see, and the Top Gun one. There's the James Bond movie. It's. I think that's still. D- but, but you know why this
1: has happened? Because Tenet, they decided to go into theaters with Tenet yeah. and it didn't work.
0: Didn't work, yeah. It
1: uh, didn't work. This, is, this is, and and Pixar's taking a lead here and it's yeah. it's releasing their latest on Christmas I'm Day. I'm totally
0: watching Wonder That's what I'm doing Christmas Day, watching Wonder Yeah,
1: Wonder. and it could drive. I
0: bought Mulan. Didn't love oh, you did. You,
1: you, there's so many models here. There's a hybrid concurrent release which AT and T is doing. Yeah. There's exclusive to the release. And think about this. Think about what an advantage. I mean, it's just so shocking. AT and T had so many advantages. One, they came into streaming video about the time broadband was really escalating because nobody thought you could even stream a movie a, a movie at home for a large population. Yeah. In addition, all the none of their competitors were offering that quality of movies in home because they were all focused on running it through the sugar hive of 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 theaters first. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is actually a really big deal. It is. And then what do you do with all these? What do you do with all this real estate? Do do basically movie theaters? Not just
0: movie theaters. So many things. So many offices. I mean, go down to any Uh, downtown. Like downtown, there's New York is sort of downtown everywhere. There's like people live everywhere, but in in the heart of downtowns, like Washington, just nobody. Like, when you go down there, nobody. And you wonder, like, what they're going to do with all the real estate, what commercial estate is going to do. What the mall, Malls have already been on the dying end. There's been a million stories about the end of malls and everything. But it's really quite... Um, it's a whole reset, and I'm—I, you know, I thought about buying like the home stuff. I thought about buying a better television this week, yeah. like a really good one, a big one, and so just to just give it in. And there are and, so
1: many changes economically and societally ab- about what happens to a new world post corona Someone should write a book about this. Yes,
0: yeah, oh we'll talk about it next week. Oh we'll talk about it Thursday. There, our Thanksgiving togetherness. Okay. See, we're not leaving each other even on Thanksgiving because we love well, you. Well, I like
1: to think we're spending it with our family, Kara. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, very I just briefly, my we're going we, to talk about Joe Biden mouth. a little bit next week about who he's yeah, picking. Oh he's picking all <laughs> Anthony Blinken and Secretary of State. Literally, Gangster it was like move. all these people that look very different from each other. It wasn't like a series. Of, man, he happens to be a white guy, but there's a, this, this cabinet so far looks pretty diverse and interesting. Now, he has to pick his Treasury Secretary, which is going to come up, and apparently it's going to be accepted Ooh, by all you know elements of the Democrat. Who? Who?
1: I'll give you some hints.
0: Janet Yellen, I heard.
1: Oh, 100 percent! Oh, you did, you stole my thunder. Sorry. One one best instructor <laughs> twice. Yeah. At the high school of business. Right. Right. One has won best I instructor. I You don't realize her. how hard that I, I realize it. You know how many times I've won best instructor? Yeah. How many? Am one, two, three. None. I've never won it, Kara. Right. Can I've I never just say, it.
0: having interviewed her, she does not take personally. She is one tough cookie. Oh,
1: she is lock on.
0: Lock on. She I felt is, so stupid when I was. She is going to
1: be. She is going to be uh, Treasury Secretary, Professor Janet Yellen. This woman is incredible. Yeah, thoughtful, reasonable, has respect from both sides of the aisle. Yeah, does not take it. Does not take Shricked. outside pressure. Just looks at the data.
0: She really fantastic. She would really be, a pick. She would be really great. She, I that. really enjoyed it, but I felt really stupid. But speaking of really, really stupid, let's talk some moves in media. Let's get on to big stories. BuzzFeed announced they bought the Huffington Post last week. As you know, BuzzFeed is expected uh, to break even this year after cutting costs by $30 million, according to the Wall Street Journal. BuzzFeed picked up the company from Verizon, another one of those deals, like we talked about last week, AT&T shedding itself of the deals they made. This was under Tim uh, Armstrong, if you recall. Uh, Both BuzzFeed and the Huffington Post are unionized. Uh, Meanwhile, Vox's founder and editor-in-chief, Ezra Klein, uh, is the latest of the blog founders to announce he's headed to the New York Times as a columnist. He's also going to do a podcast. Sounds like someone we know. Um, The New York Times now employs the former editors-in-chief of Vox, BuzzFeed News, Gizmodo, Fusion, The All, and Gawker. So, Scott, what is happening here?
1: This is also a big deal because the market o- over time responds to to we're a capitalist society. Everyone yeah. wants a broader set of selection mates. They want the kids to have more opportunity. They want a party in St. Bart's. So, compensation drives all behavior in corporate America. Compensation is largely driven by the equity value of the company. So, basically, strategies are largely cats chasing this red dot of where they think they can get the highest multiple on their revenues. And an example of this is everybody putting .com mm-hmm. at the end of their company and figuring out that $1 yes. of e-commerce revenue was equal, at least for a while, to 10 of terrestrial revenue. And everybody made this spin. not everybody, a lot of people made the mistake of thinking that uh, uh, the media companies that were the new guys, right? The HuffPost, the Buzzfeeds, were worth a lot more. A lot of a lot of investment capital has just been evaporated there. What they failed to, what they failed to realize is that the the arbitrage and the disparity between m- low multiples and high multiples isn't on the medium any longer. It's on the business model specifically, yeah. specifically. And this is a proxy, a forward looking indicator of who survives and who doesn't in media. It's not old versus new. It's one thing. It's the percentage of revenue you are getting from subscription. Yep.
0: Like the You know Times. who's one of the
1: most bulletproof, and this is the segue into your company, uh, into this next story. You know who is the most bulletproof media company in the world right now, other yep. than Netflix, which gets 100% of the revenue from subscription?
0: New York Times. Uh,
1: gangster. Exactly right, Kara. 68% of the revenue from subscription. Why do you think I went
0: over there? And by the way,
1: what are they doing with all that cheap capital? They're coming in and they're buying the editor of chief of all those, quote, new, shiny, sexy digital companies who, by the way, have shitty business models because they're ad-based. They're ad-based. It's not old versus new. It's whether you're advertising-based or you're subscription-based, full stop.
0: Well, there you go. What do you think about Verizon, which has deep pockets, getting rid of Huffington Post? That was a big deal. Remember that was the Yahoo was involved. I wrote about it. I spent so many hours of my life wasted, obviously at this point, writing about all these different consolidations among these telcos, not just uh, Verizon, but Verizon bought uh, Yahoo, Uh, AOL, yeah, AOL. Yeah,
1: but there's a big difference. Okay, so. And Verizon, then they bought Huffington
0: Ver- Post as part. Of that. I, I broke that right. story actually.
1: But Verizon, v- v- but Verizon, their adventures in media and failed attempts to differentiate are mm-hmm. is a five billion dollar mistake. I think they yeah. bought Yahoo! AL for around five billion. Mm-hmm. AT and T's adventures in media was a hundred and ten billion dollar mistake. Yeah. So, uh, quite frankly, they said Yahoo! Coming like Verizon, that's like you know, like th- three weeks of uh, three yeah. weeks of Ebita. It's, it doesn't matter. They, they, they look at it and say, okay, sell it. Who cares? It's a distraction. When at and has to sell or spin or do something funky with, with you know everything from Turner to TBS to HBO to CNN, they're yeah. going to have to be very elegant about how they communicate that and be very thoughtful around it. The, the, the decision to sell HuffPo was literally on, I don't know, I forget who the CEO of Verizon, on his way home from the Hamptons. He's like, no, oh, fuck it. I'm sick of this shit. Just sell it. That's about how long that took. Yeah, drove.
0: the revenue apparently dropped dropped off the it wasn't doing badly actually, from given how big it is and how many it wasn't doing badly, but I think the revenue dropped off the face of the earth.
1: But but not but ad supported digital yeah. platforms right now like HuffPo and BuzzFeed are now officially distressed assets. Yeah. And that is the strategy moving forward will be consolidation and cost cutting. They're mm-hmm. gonna go off their toes, onto their heels. By the way, it might be a good place to make money. It, you know, I was again. I keep talking about the yellow pages business, but if companies are valued at two to three times EBITDA, you can go in and you can cut costs faster than declining revenues, and that's what's happening here. That asset class is now officially a distressed asset class. It's going to be about they took HuffPo and they took BuzzFeed and they said, okay, the two CFOs, one of you, one of you gets to, yeah, gets yeah. voted off the island. They're going to cut yeah. costs, yeah, they consolidate. You're no longer running sports. The editor there, you're running sports and lifestyles or whatever. And yeah. they'll start acquiring other little guys that don't have a chance in hell. But that class now, non or ad supported digital media is not what do you do? What would you do? What, wait,
0: first of all, what what do you do then if you are an ad supported? What ha- they just don't exist, or because look, look how many people they've thrown off—the really good people, including myself. But, it's uh, the,
1: the, I'm not here with a message of hope. I, yeah. I think it's 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 an infinitely American thing mm-hmm. that whenever these boards or companies invite me in to talk to them, they think for sure I'm going to come with ideas and answers yeah. about a great future. Right. And the reality is something like BuzzFeed or HuffPo or Refinery29, uh-huh. they don't have, they're like single title publishing in the magazine business. That is being a pilot on, on, on you know, on Spirit Airways. Your days mm-hmm. are, it just not even Spirit Airways, TWA. All right. it, it may have been great for a while. Your days are numbered. And those companies really only have one choice, and that is they probably don't have the capital. I mean, my initial go to is go to a or subscription. They don't have the capital to offer that anything that compelling. So, what they have to do is get a private equity backed sponsor and consolidate and bulk up and cut costs.
0: And then, what do you do when you bulk up?
1: Well, you have, you, you basically have one sales team selling. Cause they've more. tried
0: that. Remember Fusion? That whole, there was a whole bunch of those going on.
1: But but I'll give you an example. Our company Vox, yeah. when they bulk up with New York magazine, they've got a much bigger inventory to sell. They've got they've got more revenues to spread across a fixed cost base. You know, that's the right strategy.
0: So what's next? What is the next one among these companies?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. I think the next story, and I realize it's sensitive. All right. So for you. you're
0: you're you're Jonah Peretti. What do you do next? And what? And you're Jim Bankoff. What do you do next? Let's give him some. Let's give him free advice. Our owner pivot.
1: Uh. Well. Well. Realistically, if you're just totally selfish, you find one of these spacs that is cheap. I don't want to call it stupid money, but there are so many spacs right there. You sell to a spac. Yeah. Uh, because uh, the market is so horny. It's it's the feces move. Like throw feces at tourists to the unicorn zoo, specifically. <laughs> You know, which is kind of the ultimate core confidence <laughs> of every VC. Throw feces. Right let's now. create momentum. <laughs> let's get a higher valuation. Let's get into the public markets. Sell, 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 and let the public markets figure out if this shit works. Yeah. And some CEO's got to work 110 hours a week, unless, of course, you have a beard and a nose ring, and then you work 20 hours a week. But another story. So they have to bulk up 100. percent They have to bulk up. They have to either occupy niches and get a higher CPM. I mean. We're it's uh, you know we're very good at turning everything back to us. We mm-hmm. get fantastic revenues on on pivot because right. we appeal to basically yeah. white tech guys, and advertisers love that. Yeah, they love because they generally have influence a lot of budget. But yeah, they either have to go the specific crowds out the general, they have to go very niche, or mm-hmm. they have to bulk up. Or yeah. but in the short term, that's a business strategy, a financial strategy. Quite frankly, yeah. is to return Cut the calls. calls of all these spacs that are floating Specs. around trying to find a company.
0: Bank off spac. I know some SPAC people. We know a thing or two about SPACs. Bank SPAC, SPAC it up. Bank SPAC.
1: Bank SPAC. Banks. SPAC. SPAC.
0: bank SPAC. Bank bank. Wait. Off. Bank off specs. back off bank. Oh, that sounds dirty at this point. Yeah, All there's a right. so, website. So, so though bank? you never bank ask bank? me questions, I will ask myself a question because it's well, written yes, here okay. by I'm <laughs>
1: sorry. That was rude of me as, as usual. So you you are ground zero for this. And I was literally yes, avoiding it because I, I didn't early. want to put you in a spot.
0: Early. I was Early as usual. I'm always early. But
1: everybody's following you. And and yeah. but this goes back I to the I also sold notion.
0: early because I saw so you know what I mean? Like but the I New York Times, New everyone
1: Com- says what's happening here. You know what's happening here. The New York Times is finally paying up. Yep. New York Times is clearly saying, Hey Ezra, hey Kara, here's some real cabbage uh-huh. and real opportunity and scale and reach and infrastructure. Yeah, and they have
0: to, by the way. It's theirs to lose in the in the podcast space. I that's what I told them. I'm like, either let Spotify do it or you can own it. Like don't let another a pitch go by. This is the one you yeah. can win. In. This is yeah. one you can really win in and, and and own in a lot in a really significant way. So that was my... Well, just, was I early. mean,
1: okay. So just Adventures in the New York Times yeah. in 2002, and I know this painfully, New York Times stock was at 55. It was. Uh, yeah. An activist came in and put a crazy professor on the board in 2008. Uh, we bought stock at 18, and within 13 months, the stock was at three and a half, yeah. $3.50. Great recession had something to do with that. And now what's it at? And it's 40s again?
0: Yeah.
1: So they now have the capital. They're off their heels, onto their toes. It's yeah. interesting that they're going after. They're clearly, the other learning here, and I'm sorry, I, I totally That's interrupted what, you. But of one of the first did. observations I made as a I'm young- like right
0: in the middle, but why ask me? But go ahead.
1: One of the- one of the and I actually did it I two years we'll ago,
0: but okay, go ahead. I'm
1: in the basement. Anyways, <laughs> one you, of the things I'll put we'll do. you in the
0: basement. That's we'll come back.
1: I promise we'll come back to right. Adventures in Kara Swisher's career. No, I'm just um, telling
0: you, I was there. I'm in the middle of this. I did all these things, but go ahead. You tell me.
1: Okay, so <laughs> one of the first observations I made as a business person was uh, I was hired to do to build and do the strategy for Williams-Sonoma's internet, built their first website. Pat Connolly, totally visionary, CMO, got into the internet before any specialty retailer. Now more than 50% of Williams-Sonoma's revenue is done through e-commerce. Arguably, it's one of the highest margin e-commerce companies in the world. Anyway, anyway. One of the things that they, Howard Lester told me, uh, the CEO and Pat, is that the moment we can get someone to purchase items from Williams-Sonoma through more than one channel, yeah, that person becomes the retention is greater, the lifetime value skyrockets. The moment we can get someone to buy in the catalog and in the store or in the store and on the website, a multi-channel buyer, and here's the thing, here's the All thing. Right. This You're is going to get to your point. York
0: You're going to land this this media airplane soon. Go ahead.
1: Here's, here's the point. The New York Times and Spotify and everybody else is going to realize that people, IP creators, that in the result of their IP creates revenue is worth X. But IP creators such as Kara Swisher <laughs> that write... And do podcasts, our multi channel media properties yeah. are worth substantially more. Yes. And so if you notice all the big money, all the recruiting of individuals, who's it going to? It's going after it's going after people who are multi channel, who multichannel. understand how to communicate big their Twitter IP phones. and their ideas through multiple channels.
0: Yes, indeed. I did see this early. But I'm not an employee of the New York Times, interestingly. People think I am, but you know, they hired Ezra, they hired Ben Smith, uh, and all the others. I am not an, I don't just try declined. and tame the cat. I decline to. I have a, a strategy around the it.
1: The cat will not be caged.
0: I don't want to be caged. She I got needs other to things. run. Don't stand too close caged. to
1: your flame. You'll but get they burned. Were, let me
0: just say, they were totally, initially they were reticent and cause they want to like sort of have you as an employee, but then they were very, uh, I explained my, my piece to them and they liked it and we're making great content now. So. You can do this a lot of different ways, people in media. That's all I have to say. You can do it in different ways. You can be a little more safety by being an employee, but you also can be, uh, you can, a lot of these companies are now very open to doing things in fresh, new ways, which I really appreciate. And they really are, I have to yeah, say. Yeah,
1: when you have huge leverage like is, like YouTube, <laughs> they're incredibly well, open to people. <laughs> Yeah.
0: What do you yeah. want? They're a more levers, common. Have you noticed how nice they are lately
1: it. to us at Vox? Now that yeah. we're, we're, we're like <laughs> that making a nice. shit ton of money. I don't They're, like, see my turkey. You're so interesting. Let's grab drinks. Where's
0: my pies? Yeah. like They do that with you. They never call me. Um, in any case, we, we are, we are We're the catbird seat. We are the catbird seat. That's you and right. me. And unfortunately it's with you, but here we are. Anyway, Scott, let's go on a quick break. When we get back. Speaking of, uh, of uh, people that are interesting to talk to and are, have a lot of different ways to, uh, can sing, dance and uh, act at the same time. We'll be back, uh, to talk with our friend of pivot, Joanna Cole, talk about Love shopping. Joanna. She's also on the board of Snapchat, which has been trying to keep up with TikTok and she has involved in a SPAC. So she is a perfect guest for today when we get back. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, we're back. We have to do this very quickly because Joanne's coming very soon. Uh, Snapchat uh, is launching a TikTok competitor called Spotlight. Snapchat says it'll divvy up a million dollars between the most popular creators on the app per day through the end of 2020, kind of interesting way. The app is launching in 11 countries including the US, UK, France, Germany, and Australia. Unlike TikTok, though there'll be no public comment section and profiles will be private by default. That is, that TikTok does have comments, although nobody really uses those as much. So what do you think? What do you Think about this. Snapchat's actually copying something for the first time. It usually gets copied from by Facebook. So, what do you think about this?
1: Uh, I'm excited, but yeah, I think it's too. not about. It. I think the the secret sauce here is the algorithm because yeah. I'm, I'm so I'm obsessed with um, TikTok. I just yeah. can't get over it. And yeah, I know you I, are. I, well, I just think it's so. I, a, I like the videos, and, I, and then I figure out, oh, my God, I'm interested in this. I'm like, I am interested in yes, this. How did too. they know that before I did? Yeah. It, it, for, in, my, in my view, Snapchat—I'm I'm sorry, TikTok—is yeah. really the first example, other than when I get to episode four of The Queen's Gambit and Netflix figures out that I should start watching episode five and three, two, one. The best, mm-hmm. the most obvious means of AI changing my life, quite frankly, is, is TikTok. Mm-hmm. I just think it's incredible— given the volume of stuff that they've managed to zero in on this, I enjoy watching chiropractors adjust people's necks. Who would have known that? That's interesting. Who would have known that? But TikTok knows it. That's interesting. TikTok knows it. Why
0: don't I get those? That's interesting. And
1: here's what, you know what Reels does? Reels Mm. just goes, my sense of Facebook is it just goes more extreme. Like I watch, I like watching people talk about Black Lives Matter that are almost naked, like really hot (laughs) men and women who are almost naked talking about social issues.
0: You do that on Facebook?
1: No, I do it on, I do it, I guess, well, it's not, I don't do it. It's done to me. They decide I'm interested in watching this this hot guy without a shirt talk about Black Lives Matter. This is on on Facebook. But anyways, Reels or Facebook, the algorithm isn't good. It just goes dirtier or it goes more extreme. I mean, that's what they do, right? They're like, oh, you like politics. Anyway, I don't
0: find Instagram delightful anymore. I don't. I don't like. That's interesting. I I will watch TikTok for. Hours and I will not uh, you watch too? Instagram. Yes, oh I wrote my not on it. You don't read. You do not read my work in the New York Times. Months, months, and months and months. You did not read the, my work. I talked about the delightful <laughs> well, elements, the entertainment, the, the emphasis of media on social media, the algorithm, and then I said I use a burner phone because I the Chinese because Chinese. So That's incredible! I have to tell you, I love it. I sit there. I sit there and just like I get tie dye, but you get like chiropractor. Oh, I would like that. Why you don't I get, get co- that?
1: And I get snakes eating small animals.
0: Oh, I don't get that.
1: Uh, yeah, I get you tie get weird dye shit.
0: And bake and cooking.
1: Oh, see, yeah, we get much different things. I would like to get, how do I get a
0: chiropractor? Send me a link and then I'll start watching chiropractor ones, and I'll get more. I would like
1: that. Yeah, I don't think you need to see what I'm saying. I doubt it. I'm sure. Yeah, no. No, Uh,
0: you know, it doesn't go that uh, dirty ever for me. That's another thing that I like. It doesn't go extreme. It it, it
1: doesn't, it doesn't go dirty. It goes like very PG-13. Like, let's pretend you're interested in this issue, but the person talking about it forgot to put on her bra. Okay, okay. It's very good that way. Let's talk
0: about Snapchat. What is? their unique contribution to this well
1: they're fantastic in terms of product they're fantastic in terms of design they've basically been facebook's product development department for the
0: last 10 years it's a good opportunity now that tiktok's on its heels i
1: don't i and again it might be that it's like you know the functional families are the ones you don't know yeah i find that ai i assume ai takes deep scary
0: design intense design to
1: research algorithms investment i mean I, I don't understand how they do it and i assume that that is a real barrier of entry and i wonder if, if snap has the technical chops the resources the capital to come up because if facebook can't figure out an algorithm I, i've been on reels yeah, it those, keeps me engaged for like 30 seconds i'm done
0: i gotta so, tell you go yeah, facebook is the least entertaining group of people ever let us just say <sighs> They are the least. Say more. same. more. They're more. just like, they couldn't create anything creative if, if their life depended on it. I'm sorry. They just can't. They can make nice lists and create, you know, dumb groups where people talk about Antifa coming to their town, but nothing interesting. I always find things interesting on Snapchat. Even, you know, I'm on it right now. I have to look at it to see how it's going there. But I think the interesting paying these people is smart. People did that. YouTube did that. Other people mm-hmm. have tried to do that to pull people off of YouTube. Um, I think, you know, getting some of these popular creators to come over there and try it, why not? Why not? Mm -hmm. Why not? You know, it's a good idea. I think we'll see how it goes. I think they have a group of people that are huge fans. Like, my kids use them almost exclusively they're way off of instagram now and they used to be much more so uh, but i think instagram is popular with teenagers for sure but i think they, they've stuck with snapchat and the more you can offer them the better it is and i think they will watch these things especially my younger son who's 15.
1: but the lesson to any consumer company um, any individual who's in the business of ip any professor yeah. i've been talking to my colleagues about this you are not going to be able to create the level of awareness for five, ten times the amount of investment you need right now uh, on TikTok that it'll take in two or three years. This is Instagram in the early days. You're gonna, yep. you're gonna look back. You know, when we when I first launched Red Envelope, you could buy Mother's Day gift a keyword on Google for ten cents. Within three years, it was like a buck eighty. Yeah.
0: yeah. This
1: will be. You will look back and think, why weren't we? Doing everything well, we they could. now, they did have
0: some trouble with some other stuff, as you recall. They've tried a whole bunch of this. Remember, they had the whole creator area and it didn't work. And so I do think they do have issues that they don't always get everything right for sure.
1: They don't. Well, yeah, who does? I, I mean, know,
0: but they've tried a bunch of this media stuff and moved it around. I think a lot of it was where it was, uh, where it was placed, you know, where it was put on the thing. The things my kids complained about when they were in, I think it was Discover, I guess. I can't remember what everything was called, but when they did that, my kids were more annoyed of where they put it rather than mm-hmm. the thing. Hmm. Like they messed up this and why do you have to go over here, here? It was all about logistics because they were used to using it as a utility for communications and it got in their way. And so that was interesting. And then, then they just were do the, the issue is for, for Snapchat, I think, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to be talking to Evan Spiegel uh, soon about it, um, is, is, People, even if they do it well, and I thought a lot of their discover stuff, I think it's called discover, uh, was, um, well done. I think people come there to communicate. I don't think they come there to be entertained. And so that's really why, how I wonder how well it's going to do. Like, you like Evan. I do. I do. I did. You know, he and I, the first several years, we had a very testy relationship. And one time he had a lunch where he just yelled at me in Los Angeles. The food was delicious, but he just yelled at me. Um, And, uh, but he's, he has evolved. That's what I would say. That's an image. Yeah, I know. He was just yelling at me over this beautiful, it was down in, uh, not Santa Monica, the next, Venice Beach. It was so. That's where their headquarters are. Whatever. On Abbott Kinney. And it was, uh, it was a delightfully delicious lunch, but he yelled at me. It was like a teenager yelling at me. I was like, I don't really feel like listening to you, Evan. Um, but he has evolved, and I like that about him. He's an evolved. He's evolved. He, he's added a lot more women to the thing. They definitely had some cultural so problems still have a there. type.
1: Now we like don't have a tongue. Dark and lovely guys. Dark and you lovely. So He's blonde. He looks like a California so surfer. A what are
0: you talking about? He's not even so, dark.
1: I'm a little bit country. You're a little bit hetero. <laughs> you love <laughs> those young not. dudes with the I dark hair. I do not.
0: I do not. Oh my I'm God. So glad you not so not to love be those guys. I so don't. You're
1: so hot I, for daddy as long as daddy no. is young <laughs> no, with dark hair.
0: No, no. He doesn't have dark hair. He has blonde hair. You're Kevin completely wrong. But he has hair unlike you, which is a very different style.
1: He looks like. He, he should be in a boy band. That he guy does should not have his
0: light hair. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: We're on a visual media platform. Who's he kidding? His he's name married is to a supermodel. Bro- his name he is Bradley, wish. and he's the sullen lead <laughs> he, of a boy band.
0: He is not. <laughs> he's married to a supermodel. Stop super pretending to, to be children. Evan Spiegel. Uh, in any case, he I, I, I never count him out in terms of creativity, and that's what I like about him. Because um, he's creative. Cool.
1: I, and all that, I was a very early and loud critic of Snap. I thought they were going to get were. absolutely run over. My Facebook and I was wrong. Yeah, they're doing really really well. I like when
0: you say you're wrong. I think that's nice. Well, speaking of which, speaking of which, someone who's on the board of Snapchat and a friend of ours is going to be coming on. So let's bring on friend of Pivot, Joanna Coles is a tech and media entrepreneur and former editor-in-chief of Cosmopolitan Magazine. But here on Pivot, she is lovingly known as the Queen Bee. Joanna. joanna welcome to pivot we were just talking about snapchat upon which you are on the board they're talking about their new spotlight do you care to comment
2: oh yeah well i'm very very pleased with the impact it's had on the stock price we're very excited about (laughs) it it's such an innovative company i've been on the board now for five years and it's just one thing after another and if there's any fault i would say with snap it's not that well it's that we haven't always been brilliant at Telling people about all our innovations, and now we're getting much better at it. So spotlight is exciting.
0: So, so what is it different? How do you how do you conceive it? Because Snapchat usually gets copied from. This is a TikTok. They, ripoff. They, like, well, ripoff. I, I, ripoff is I, got to I say. mean, you know,
2: Snap was actually doing this a long time ago, uh-huh. the whole sort of notion of I'm it. I'm oh, yes. We're
1: friends. Oh, we're yes. friends. Come on.
2: Oh,
1: yes. Uh, just so you know, Kara, I have guest speakers come to my class, 280 kids on Tuesday night. And you know who Joanna was good enough to come on and be a guest speaker? And you know who was the most popular speaker of the entire semester?
0: Joanna.
1: Andrew Yang. But number <laughs> two was Joanna. The student's. <laughs> Absolutely, love. Anyways, back to the pivot. Okay, so
2: Do you know, Scott, I will just say I was walking down Mercer Street the other day and someone shouted at me and it was from it was one of your students. Oh who nice. said how much she loved your class and I was like, are you sure? Yeah, right, and she was
1: emphatic.
0: Right. She was emphatic <laughs> that she <laughs> <was> emphatic <laughs> enjoyed she your class. I've been Emp-
1: I've been emphatic. voted most I've been voted most innovative. Anyways,
0: uh <laughs> Ask a question, Scott. Okay,
1: okay. So, get uh, retail, 10 years, not even spax. 10. Five years ago, if not 10 years ago, or 10 years ago, if not five years ago, Joanna Coles was at the epicenter of printed magazines and fashion. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say those were not great, great, you know, carts to attach your horse to. Wait, great horses to attach your cart to. Do
2: you mean wagons to hitch my ride to?
1: There you go. Whatever. The wrong rocket fuel, the wrong horse to ride, whatever it is. And now you're kind of a ground zero of not only media, Snap, but you're also on the board of a hardware company, Sonos, which is one of my favorite brands in the world. Mm -hmm. You have—I don't want to say reinvented yourself because you've brought the same skills, but you clearly have an ability to see around the corner and see what's next and how to position yourself. What do you see? What do you see as kind of the next, the next thing or things? In, media and in or shopping fashion too, or, what,
0: in fashion or wherever. Yeah, well, I will say, I, I, I mean, magazines were
2: in decline. I got the last great years of them. It, obviously, uh, it was managing an industry in decline. And at the end, I was the chief content officer for her, so overseeing 300 magazines globally. Um, and as fast as you could pull them into the digital era, it was very hard, obviously, to keep up with the scale of something like Facebook or Google, which, as we know, has sucked all the advertising uh, yeah. out of these businesses, but enormous fun to work there. And, you know, you really came across very creative. People and fashion is such an interesting thing to be involved in, uh, you know. And I spend a lot of my time now thinking about the future of fashion online, the future of retail online. Uh, clearly, COVID has given us a glimpse into the future. I think it's sped up, uh, or it's accelerated, as everybody's saying at the moment, shopping trends uh, probably by ten years. And that's what the head of Shopify was saying the other day. And I think I think he's right. And you I see where he got all that. these.
1: I'm oh, sorry, go uh,
2: ahead. Well, he got it from you. He got it from
0: you. Thank you, you. <laughs> thank you. Um,
2: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I'm a regular listener. He's a I yawning maw love... of
0: insecurity, Joanna. Keep going. Um, no, oh, they all are, insecure. they all are,
2: Cara. <laughs> Cara, you and I know Jeff that. Bezos. You and I know that. Okay. I'm sorry, um, But uh, clearly what's interesting about shopping is that for the most part, it's habit driven. And what COVID has been able to do is break those habits. So, you, you know, you used to think of, Uh, e-commerce in particular is sort of about one-off purchases. Then it became about staples. And now I think you're looking at Real innovation around really high value purchases. So, you think of something like Open Door, Carvana, mm-hmm. people buying houses. I was talking to someone the other day who'd moved from Brooklyn to LA, bought their house online, never seen it, got there, admitted wow. it needed a bit more work than he'd, than he'd anticipated. But, nevertheless, you see people are thinking of transacting in completely different ways now because of COVID.
1: So I are you a fan of open door and Zillow? Or are you a fan of this eye-buying trend?
2: Well, I'm a fan of anything that empowers the consumer and gives mm-hmm. the consumer more context. I think as a consumer, what you're trying to do is get value for money, get what you're after, and you need the context of the market. And for the longest time really it was about realtors holding on to that context there just wasn't enough information out there and now right. as a consumer you can complain that you're overwhelmed by information but much better to have information to make a decision about you know what is going on in the neighborhood what are the comparative prices unbelievably impactful for consumers to have information like that yeah. so i'm a big fan of them so what yeah. happened to what happens to retail itself and, and also can we just can sure. we just have a moment about how miserable it is going to buy a car i mean Everybody talks about mm-hmm. the experience of, of buying Tesla, whose stock I noticed had gone up again today. <sighs> um, but, but the way that you buy a Tesla <laughs> is so much – sorry, Scott yeah, – is so go. much more uh, – it, it is so much – it's so bad, the experience of buying yes, a car when you go in. You don't really know what you're trying to do. You're trying to bargain. Should you bargain? Are they telling you the truth? It's like this weird dance that neither of you know the steps to, And right. the music is uh, is changing rhythm on you the whole time. And so the ability to go to Carvana or, or just buy online and be very specific and have a price is so much easier.
0: What how, What do you imagine they have to retail? You know, we I, I just interviewed Raj Chetty about how sort of people in affluent areas, all the stores there. Because are, are, rich people stay home and take care of themselves and get themselves tested endlessly, but what happens to the retail, the street level analog? This is an, also a trend. You know, malls were dying uh, and street life was better. But what do you see happening to the to the world of retail and then the world of fashion? What do they do? Well, it's
2: a great question. I mean, I live in uh, I live downtown in New York, and all the stores have been boarded up. And even when they unboard them, which they did. Uh, about a week ago, a lot of the storefronts are just completely empty and all sorts of stores are just saying, we're not coming back. We're not coming back, partly to do with COVID, partly to do with the fact that we were looted. Yeah. Um, and so it's this, it's this eerie sort of desolate sense of um, these storefronts that are open, The value, the buildings are often overvalued, the realtors are greedy, and it's really depressing. And obviously, there'll be some kind of pop-up, uh, scenarios. People come in and out for the holidays, but it's depressing. And I think the city, the cities need to get together or the, the local uh, politicians need together with local business and realtors and figure it out. What do you see? For, what, what do you do stay. if you're in a
0: retail or a fashion business right now? If you're, what are you hearing from your fashion friends?
2: Well, I think the fashion business, especially the luxury fashion business has been incredibly slow to go online. I mean, I remember talking to the CEO of Celine, you know, uh, very senior uh, executives at Prada saying, we'll never go online. This is ridiculous. No one's going to spend $2,000 on a bag online. They were so late to the table. So I think they are investing all their resources ongoing D to C, which is where clearly the best relationship with the customer is. It's where you get data on the customer. It's where right. you can stay in touch with them. And that's obviously the future for a lot of fashion. And you can see Amazon, and we, last time I was on Pivot, we were discussing Amazon's move into the fashion space. But it's clear that that's where fashion, especially the more affluent brands, uh, the, you know, Paris, Milan, that's where they need to be spending their time. And actually, I remember the CEO of Amani telling me that the most effective way for them to sell was to personally call their customers and say, hey, we know that you bought this skirt last season. This season, we've got a shirt coming in that would go really well with it. Now you can do that on text. It's much yeah. uh, cheaper, a much more efficient way to stay in touch. And actually, as a customer, it's very useful to know that that's what yeah, they're doing. And those
0: customers are used to that now, that kind of behavior correct that that like they don't need to be champagneed and dined and right. dragged in or well, some of them do but they weren't do- they're not doing that right now
2: yeah I mean nobody's doing that right now now of course there are some people that love that but mainly you just want to know what have you got in will it fit with the rest of my closet can you give it me for, for less or can I find it for less elsewhere
0: absolutely good Scott So, by the way,
1: you brought up absolutely my favorite accessory in the world, the Celine Pico Belt bag, in my view, best in the drum calfskin black. Guys, take it from me and Joanna Coles. You want to step up to the plate. That's that's the gift this holiday. Joanna, I'm serious. I love that bag. Uh, I'm curious. What do you think of the Farfetch? I think it was Artemis and Alibaba deal.
2: Uh, well, I, what a clever deal for Farfetch! I think it's a brilliant idea for them. I mean, why wouldn't you do that if you right. were them? And um, again, to this is about don't how know.
0: you two, you two insiders, Farfetch. Well, Farfetch
2: is a brilliant business where you can, or, or it's brilliant for the consumer
0: mm-hmm. in
2: terms of if you're looking for something, you can basically find it for uh, the the cheapest price. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, which and you can is again incredibly great local
2: useful. stores, right?
1: Great great purveyors of artisanship and
2: Yeah, I mean it, it's a whole world of shopping which yep. now has Alibaba's resources which will allow it to try and dominate the environment.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
2: But but Scott, I came across a very interesting new um uh, app yesterday, which made me think about you and Red door, which I know you always talk oh my about God. the as mind runs you crazy about what's it. about to
1: spill out of um, your mouth go no, ahead
2: <laughs> I, it, well it's an interesting it's a it's an interesting app that's called goody and it's actually it's a bit like Venmo for gifting, which is you hmm. can gift a real gift by text so someone gifted me a robe by text right so I got Mm -hmm. a text saying hey someone's gifted you a robe Mm -hmm. and then I fill in the details of the robe that I want but even more importantly I fill in the address of where I want it to be sent and I think you, you know as you look down the barrel of holiday shopping this season and you think god everybody's moved everywhere you know so many people are not living where they were living this time last year and the bore of collecting people's actual addresses this way i can say hey i'm sending you a gift here's the gift you fill out where you want it to be sent you fill out the size you don't need to tell me you're an extra large through covid um you know here's the gift and i just thought what a great solution to holiday shopping it's sort of the red envelope of our time
1: Huh. Go on. Good. <laughs> with more like, longevity.
2: I, I loved Ren. I bought from your red and mm, you black. So I, <laughs> I needed you to buy uh, more, I was a fan.
1: I needed you to buy. I more. know.
2: I just couldn't buy enough. I couldn't buy enough. All right, what Joanna. I say? Another
0: thing that you're on the cutting edge of is SPACs. Explain what you're doing. I couldn't believe that you were involved. When Scott mentioned it, I was like, what? Like, every, not that, you know, some, there's a lot of funny business in SPACs, but why are you in SPACs? Well, i, These I are special aquis- special, pu- uh,
2: special, purpose, uh, special acquisition purpose companies, acquisition companies, companies. Yeah, yeah, which which enable high growth companies to go public faster. The traditional mm-hmm. IPO process, mm-hmm. as you know, is laborious and very distracting for a CEO and for yep. senior management, and it takes a long time. And SPACs have been around for some time. They weren't sort of very uh, highly thought of, but they've been. Growing growing. And then this year, you've seen $60 billion worth of investment dollars move into SPACs. Um, You saw, I mean, you've mentioned on the show, Bill Gurley sort of, Uh, seminal essay on why he would never take a company public with a traditional IPO again after Lemonade. Mm -hmm. uh, And the staff were left sort of high and dry because the bank has said, well, we're taking you to market at 27. It ended at 69. And the people that get screwed in that situation are the people who've been working there. Yeah, and the companies for the Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So there's much more discovery in a SPAC for mm-hmm. the management team and it's cheaper and it's more efficient. So it struck me as a very interesting thing to do. I think there are a lot of companies in the sort of one to two billion dollar range in uh, that are really disruptive in the beauty, the health, the fitness, and the wellness space, which is really where I'm looking, and in the subscription space. And I do think that you know I'm looking for tech-enabled, data-driven commerce um, that uses media and content to create communities um, that sort of push that flywheel of growth. Quite a lot of jargon there, but I think you know what I'm I'm trying to say. Um, and I just thought it would be really fun to 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 do one and. Oddly, that space is not really heavily crowded with SPACs. There are a lot of SPACs out there, but many of them are looking for different things. There's a lot in the uh, electrical vehicle space. There's a lot in the energy space. There's a lot in the healthcare space. But women make 80 percent of the household decisions, consumer mm-hmm. decisions. And I thought, why not? Why not look for some companies in the consumer space?
1: So I'd love to do a lightning round with you. So by the way, Joanna is one of my I don't know small group of yodas that i turn to when i when i when i need the straight skinny on a consumer company so i want to give you a bunch of consumer brands a
2: baby yoda or a grown-up yoda <laughs> there you
1: <laughs> go so the baby yoda have you been watching the mandalorian by the way it's genius the
2: second no it's genius yes and do you know what Sonos did a partnership with it and i was so pleased i thought what a smart thing to do because yeah. we have these great sound bars for your tv
1: Pedro Pascal, like a working soap opera actor. I am doing actor, The Crown friendship.
0: last season, even though I didn't watch any of oh, the other seasons. The crown's so good, Diana isn't it? So good. But now I'm going back and watching the other seasons, which I never did. The yeah, Crown. well,
2: Helena Bonham Carter is an absolute Brilliant. triumph. The, the episode with where Margaret Thatcher goes to stay at Balmoral with the royal was family was yeah, well, it's so good because it captures this awful nuance at the heart of, of Britain about the class system and yeah. how, you know, uh, Princess Margaret was able to patronize yeah. Margaret Thatcher, who'd done this astonishing feat of coming from a Grace's daughter yeah. to be the first female yeah. prime minister. And there was Princess Margaret in her kilts, you know, swelling to her full bosomy size and dismissing the first <laughs> female prime minister. Yeah, it was quite. It was wild. All right,
0: answer is Scott's That's question. Such a good show. Yes. All right, Scott's okay. question.
1: So uh, I'm going to give you some brands, and I just before you have a chance to be filtered and think I'm, you know, I'm a big deal and on a bunch of boards. I just want to hear th- three five seconds. Well, reactions. first of
2: all, can I just say I don't ever go. think I'm a big Here deal. Here we go.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, I, enough of the British accent describing how wonderful the crown is, for God's sakes. I, Tiger King. Anyway, so. Innovative. Innovative. All right. Just give me your gut reactions here. Rent the okay, round. Can we
2: just talk about Can yes. we just talk?
1: I got you two <laughs> about on a podcast. How good. And I, it, I get I this at home. I don't need this here. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, get
2: this from your children at I home. Said, what do you want? Uh, to talk what did about? you say? What was the brand? Rent the runway. I love Rent the Runway. I think Rent the Runway. I don't know why everybody's going around saying the runway, rent the runway is over. I don't think it's over at all. I think it's been hit by a really bad, uh, yeah, you know, time, going of course, because of COVID.
1: Where is it in a year? You think it's uh, back stronger than ever? Goes sideways? Gets acquired? What do you think?
2: No, not not in a year. I don't think in a year. I think it will take longer to bounce back than that. But I hope she holds on to it. And I hope she, uh, I would think that in two to three years, that thing will have bounced back. All I can tell you is that I have walked into many different kinds of offices and the mail rooms are just full of those navy blue bags. Mm -hmm. Their monthly rental for office wear was one of the best things to happen to fashion. Truly disruptive. Truly disruptive. I mean, yep. it's possible that someone else will come out with the same thing, but I think Jen Hyman is brilliant. All right, All right next. Warby Parker. Uh, I would say my jury slightly out on Warby Parker. Mm. I know they have very high um ideas for valuation. I don't know what the motive is for Warby Parker. Other people can do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Glossier. Mm.
2: I like Glossier very much. I think the way they've incorporated their community is super smart. I uh, I also like the fact they really listen to the consumer, and one of the great things about Glossier is the way the community goes off and does its own thing. So I don't know if you've watched Glossier Boyfriends, mm-hmm. which is uh, a feed of just bored but quite hot looking guys sitting around or standing around as their girlfriends. Um, but you had a pause. Glossier. What was
0: your pause? You had a pause. I heard
2: a pause. Uh, well, my pause is that I think it's hard for single brands. Um, Agreed. makeup companies. I think it's good to have more brands. I think they've got permission to do that. Um, but you know, I'm sure they'll get acquired or they'll go public. Or Probably spec. with a SPAC, Actually, Ooh. yeah, maybe, maybe with okay, a spec. Got Two more yeah.
1: uh, away. Uh,
2: I agree with you on away. I I don't understand why. I, I mean, I like the product. Um, but I think. Uh, I don't understand why it's the sort of you know, thought of as a tech company. It's just a luggage company. It's like Casper. It's got the same issues. You don't buy that many suitcases. And um, w- what I do notice is that the people who have them feel very tribal. They look at other people and sort of there's a slight nod of their head or a kind of a semi-wink, not a full wink, a little wink of recognition <laughs> that this is someone you must who's watch the using... <laughs> Um, who's not using a Toomey bag, right? Because up yeah. until now, it had always been about the black zip up Toomey yeah, bag, but too which me felt people very good. But anyway, no,
0: next one, Sky.
2: They're not all douches. They're not all douches. I'm going to defend Toomey luggage, but, but it's very corporate. I yeah. don't want a Toomey bag because it's too corporate. So I'll wait.
1: I know a luggage Joanna owns, and I don't even know what luggage is. you so own a Ramoa. Am I right or am I right?
2: Uh, In my dreams, actually, I do own several away bags um, because I want to indicate I'm a creative, I'm not a corporate. I use Patagonia. But I would like – Patagonia only. Uh, and I'm sure you use a backpack, right, Cara? Yes. Have you ever used a suitcase? <laughs> I think you just throw it on your back and off you go. I have a paper it, it's, bag. It, it's,
0: it's, I put it oh, in the paper bag. It's a third I grade boy do... on his way to
1: school. No, it's All right, last
0: one. If... We got we to gotta go. Come on. Okay. Well, hour. can okay. I just say that if
2: I if I do a transaction quickly in the SPAC, which is very much my intention, then I will buy myself an entire uh, series of Ramoa luggage. Right. Okay, that? good. Okay. All right. Last
1: one. Last one. This has totally come off the rails. All right, last one. A media company. It's probably, it's arguably one of the most valuable media companies in the private sector right now. Calm.
2: Oh, I think, I think Calm is a brilliant, a brilliant app, actually. I know so many people that use it. I don't know where it sits in terms of headspace. I don't know whether or not they do a roll up. But I think Calm has got a permission, permission to go into all sorts of Um, things around the fitness and the health and wellness space. Mm -hmm. I think they've done a great job and obviously, you know, hugely helped by COVID.
0: Perfect. Joanna? There you go. There you go. You here. You are brilliant. In fact, I'm now feeling calm. Just even you saying the word calm just calmed me down. Good. I like that commercial. We all sit and stare at it. Um, When when you do your SPAC, when you decide when you're going to do that, uh, will you come back and tell us why you picked the SPAC you picked? Explain it to us. In detail. I will happily do. It's got to be within two years. Yeah, you I've do. You have two years. That's on. a long can
1: time. I, it's can I be having HR? Let's try yeah. No, months.
0: do not. Let like, Scott has near HR. HR. Do not. Let me give you come some on. advice on that issue. You, you can do something. You could be. You could be
2: strategic. Um, elf. How about strategic? elf? Strategic
1: Elf. elf? <laughs> Where'd that come from?
0: <laughs> on that note, Joanna, thank you so strategic much. That was elf. perfect. Merry Christmas. <laughs>
1: Gangster Draco, <laughs> second <laughs> most popular guest speaker in brand strategy.
0: All right, Scott, uh, one more quick break. We'll be back for Wins and Fails. Okay, Scott, Wins and Fails. What are your wins and fails this week?
1: Uh, well, my win, as we talked about it, is I think that a lot of media companies are recognizing its business model and they're showing a lot of leadership and they're taking their premier IP and holding hands and crossing the fire, whether it's Pixar, mm-hmm. whether it's what you talked about with Milan, whether it's uh, AT&T and Warner Me- Media, Jason Kalar, and obviously Jan Stanke had to give their approval for this. But I think they're showing real leadership and saying, okay, if we can sign up another yeah. one to three million uh, subscribers, it's worth more than the seven eight hundred million dollars. I they think have this to. is a big, this is a key move. And what people don't, what, the bar stuff. You know, people don't. You know, was the worst thing that happened to HBO? In addition to terrible brand moves, in my mind, the government, the DOJ, which decided, I know, let's let's trash our credibility and file antitrust against AT and T because with one hundred and thirty million, they should have to sell Adult Swim and the Cartoon Network, despite the fact that Apple has a billion and and Android is two and a half billion. But anyways. Them holding up HBO Max for a year to 18 months probably cost HBO Max oh, yeah. between oh, five and 20 million yeah. Yeah. subscribers.
0: Yeah, they were slow to the, they were slow to you, know, get really, there.
1: you don't recognize the ramifications and in this instance entrenching the incumbents, uh, specifically Netflix, Amazon, and yeah. Apple. You don't realize the kind of damage that really shit for brains. A regulatory, a regulation, when you take great departments like the Department of Justice and you politicize them, when you weaponize them, and you say, guys, can you stick your heads up your ass for the next 12 months and distract the entire corporate market, pervert it, make it weird. But HBO, I mean, HBO, in my opinion, there's few brands that have fallen further faster than HBO. I just think they've made a a series of missteps. But also the fact that they were held back for 12 days, this is probably, that was an incredibly important 12 to 18 months when all the streaming video platforms were sort of coming out and and getting s- subscribers or not basically disney filled that void disney plus filled that void yep. and signed up like 70 million subscribers anyways my win is i think these firms They're are demonstrating
0: leadership yeah well jason kylar would be like enough enough of that and he knows how to fail and he knows how to succeed so um, you know, he knows how to get in and out pretty quickly. That's
1: my win. <laughs> um, Fair. and do you have a win? Uh,
0: I, I, I think that I, I do like the Biden selections of who they're having, um, who they, uh, who have, they have selected. I think it shows a lot of care. It, you know, everyone makes fun of his basement strategy, although Trump has completely disappeared. That's a win, not having to hear from Trump except on Twitter. And then you can totally ignore that, not hearing his loud, obnoxious, fallacious voice. Um, But, uh, but I think very careful and interesting. We'll see how it goes. I think he's got an uphill battle because of the situation, but maybe, um, Maybe, maybe, it just promising. It's promise. It made me feel good. And I don't, it's not just feel good, feel good. They're really good selections. They're really, it's not everybody I knew. I was expecting a lot more people at like cronies, you know what I mean? And it was a little more mm-hmm. interesting, some of these people. And I've had to read up on a couple of people. I didn't know a lot about, they seem very, like the woman who's going to run, um oh, which one? Oh, the woman they just picked for one of the essential security, but whatever. In any case, all the selections I'm have had to look up and which is great, which I think is good. And they all seem incredibly competent, uh, people, uh, experts in their area. Um, the only one who sort of showed up was John Kerry, but okay. You know, yes, as the climates are kind of thing. Um, I, I, in any case, I'm very happy about that. And the, uh, fail for me is what's, well, is this, the, these, these Republicans have got to like, I don't know what they're doing to themselves. I don't get it. I get they're focused on Georgia, but this is not any way to build a party through crazy Sidney Powell who got, you know, they dumped, but not really dumped the Kraken lady um, who they Mm -hmm. you know, they had her out front and now they're saying she never was with them. I mean, they're just crazy. So that's that's it. That's what I would say. Okay, Scott, do you have a fail?
1: I do. My fail is that um, our xenophobia... Yeah, uh, And also, obviously, our, our COVID-19, but specifically our incompetent uh, response to COVID-19, has resulted in a 43% decline in international students this fall. And international students, in addition to the dirty secret of education, as we claim we welcome international students for diversity, that's bullshit. They pay full freight. They're our cash cows. So in addition to it putting pressure on the university system, if you think about a brand, I mean, we, we literally have absolutely no... We, we don't register a fraction of the incredible power that the American brand has on our everyday lives in terms of people paying more margin for anything that comes from America, in terms of their inclination to not help our enemies, yep. in terms of them letting their best and brightest children say, all right, if you want to go to America, you can go because I believe I believe in that promise. They have no idea. People, people don't realize we're the apple of whatever you want to call it geopolitics and the brand is a function of awareness when we have kind of this 24 by 7 commercial because we're great at at media running around the globe but also the best and brightest from around the world come here for four years and they generally speaking love it and a lot of them stay but a lot of them go back and say you know, these are good people and we want to work with them. And the notion that we are taking this incredible asset, and also if you look at the NASDAQ, about 60 percent of the market cap of the NASDAQ is run by people who are first or second generation immigrants who came to school here. Yes,
0: are so this is
1: So this is, again, we suffer from this inability to, you know, this nationalism, the swagger, this bullshit, this xenophobia is literally trading on our kids' prosperity moving forward. So it's a big fail that that international students don't want to come to college here. Yep. It's a, it's hopefully that might change. Percent, it's almost been cut in half. Kara,
0: I know uh, this is the damage one person can make. It, you know, this is why elections matter, and this one's still going on. Not really, but it is in the mind of Donald Trump. But it will be over, and we will hopefully get back to business in a way that 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 will focus in on these things. That's a very good loss. Speaking of uh when, next week, on Thursday, we will be here thanks being talking about Scott's new book, which has just come out, uh, Post Corona, uh, A Crisis to Opportunity. We also might have to mention a story broke while we we're talking. Amazon has hired Pinkerton detectives. There's all this, this drop of all these internal leaked documents from inside its global security operations center, revealing the company's use of Pinkerton Pinkerton operatives, private intel to spy on workers and extensive monitoring of labor unions, environmental activists, and other social movements." Oh dear, dear, dear Amazon. So maybe we'll discuss that in in relation to your book and things like that, the power they have. All right, um, Scott, thank you so much. We'll be back. Uh, What a difference a week makes, as always, email us at pivot at voxmedia.com to be featured on the show and maybe you can be as sexy as Bob from Brooklyn who did a really good uh, one last week and we want more like that. Scott, can you read us out?
1: Today's show was produced by Rebecca Sinanis. Fernanda Finete engineered this episode. Erica Anderson is Pivot's executive producer Thanks also to Hannah Rosen and Drew Burrows. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. If you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify. If you like this show, please recommend it to a friend. Thanks for listening to Pivot from New York Magazine and Vox Media. We'll be back later this week for a a breakdown of all things tech. Open quote, we are not the leader of first choice because we're always right or because we're universally liked or because we can dictate outcomes. It's because we strive to be the best of our ability to align our actions with our principles and because American leadership has a unique ability to mobilize others and to make a difference. That is from Anthony Blinken, our new Secretary of State.
0: Yes.